Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. Thank you for listening to or watching the Block Red Beat podcast recorded on Tuesday the 20th February at about, it's getting close to 9pm AEST. On this week's show, we're going to navigate through the twists and turns of the cryptocurrency landscape, highlighting Justin Sun's Ethereum spree and Lark Davis's bullish Bitcoin forecast. The metaverse realm is expanding with Upland's innovative social hubs and Forbes has leapt into the sandbox. AI's role is reshaping the workforce, and that's kind of echoing the transformation brought by the internet. NFT domain has had a landmark sale, and Japan's gaming industry is on the brink of a Web3 renaissance, merging tradition with cutting-edge technology. Plus, as always, we ground ourselves with some real-world insights with a few doses of reality from the old meat universe. Let's start things off by taking a look at what's currently happening in some of the crypto markets. Yeah, well, isn't this some pretty interesting stuff going on here in the crypto? So, yes, this week in the crypto market, we've observed an encouraging uptick in the overall market cap with a 5.6% rise, pushing the total to a robust $1.98 trillion. Bitcoin, maintaining its market lead, of course, enjoyed a 3.6% increase in price, reaching 51933 at the time I took the snapshot. And this kind of hinting at the diversification that's happening right across the crypto spectrum by the Bitcoin dominance having a bit of a dip with 1.7%. Ethereum mirrored this positive trend with a notable 9.2% surge to 2,927. The general market sentiment as captured by the fear and greed index further edged into the greed territory, moving up from 72 to 74. Among the altcoins, the shitty coins engine and Polygon showed remarkable growth, which jumps up 13.3%. And 10.8% respectively. However, not all coins fast in green. The ones that I cover, Solana saw a 3.2% drop. The star performer in terms of percentage gains at the moment is Radix, which soared by an impressive 17.9%, indicating heightened interest in this particular asset. Overall, the market is radiating bullish energy with several altcoins record, recording significant gains, suggesting, as I said, a broadening of investor enthusiasm beyond the big names of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Have to wait and see, as I always say. All right, moving on to blockchain cryptocurrency news. Now, if you recognize that picture, that's old mate Justin Sun from Tron and a bunch of other stuff. Um, he is rumored to have made a significant purchase of Ethereum just recently, totaling approximately 160.7 million in Ethereum. This speculation is based on the activity of a crypto wallet that conducted substantial tra transactions through Binance and various decentralized exchanges. Uh, the wallet, which is only partially identified, has been active with considerable movements of funds, including a hefty withdrawal of 500 million USDT from the exchange for, formerly known as Huobi and a recent 50 million USDT deposit to Binance. Analysts are drawing connections between this wallet's activities and another address, observing similar transaction patterns and timings. These large-scale transfers are stirring discussions in the crypto community, with many pointing to Sun's capability to move such volumes, suggesting his bullish stance on Ethereum at present. However, without any official confirmation, of course, the association remains within the realm of educated speculation. Right. Also in Bitcoin currency and crypto news, uh, we've got an expert here. Mr. Lark Davis is stirring the financial community with a striking prediction for Bitcoin's price. 
forecasting a climb to 100,000 in 2024 and the possibility of hitting 150,000 or more in 2025. Davis's prediction is rooted in quantitative analysis, focusing on the expected impact of Bitcoin's next halving event, which historically tends to heighten supply and increase value. This halving is anticipated to slash the daily production of Bitcoin, of course, thereby reducing the daily supply entering the market. Further bolstering, spit it out, his predictions, Davis points to the massive inflow of Bitcoin ETFs at the moment, which have been outpacing the new supply from miners. This significant trends implies a growing demand that could lead prices to increase as these financial products absorb Bitcoin at an accelerated pace. Moreover, Davis suggests that the market could see additional momentum from the launch of new Bitcoin ETFs in diverse markets like Hong Kong and South Korea combined with heightened interest from both institutional and retail investors. Drawing from patterns observed in previous market cycles, Davis presents a compelling case for Bitcoin's potential ascent to a six-figure valuation within the next couple of years. Sounds very juicy, and I would like that tremendously. Yes, please. All right, Upland Metaverse news. Now, in Upland Metaverse news, in the latest update from Upland, there's a bit of buzz going around about the collaboration with Nowhere.io, which has been around for a while, but this latest event is set to enrich the virtual community experience. The new innovative, I'm oh, sure, sorry, the new initiative has seen the rollout of vibrant community cafes quickly becoming hotspots for Upland residents to meet and discuss various topics. Uh, I know there's a bunch of these going around for a, a few different topics at the moment. To further develop these social spaces, Nowhere.io is seeking input from the community through a survey, asking Uplanders what they think about their activities, preferences for future cafe types, frequency of use and new features as they'd like to see. This move signifies a push towards greater user engagement and the shaping of social interactions within Upland. Interestingly, though, there was a language correction in the survey following community feedback particularly around the wording of investment-related questions, reaffirming Upland's stance as a platform for digital experiences rather than investment venture. The involvement of community feedback is shaping the metaverse experience and it highlights Upland's commitment to its user base and the evolution of its virtual spaces. I thought it out basically. I just said, um, can we get it to work better on mobile, please? Um, other than that, I can't really do much with it, which is a bit of a shame. So hopefully that all gets improved sometime soon. In wider metaverse news, which probably going to have pretty big impact, I would think, Forbes is staking its claim in the Sandbox metaverse, which is a popular virtual world platform, and they are establishing a permanent presence within that metaverse. The strategic move is part of Forbes's large initiative to immerse itself in Web3 and leverage the metaverse's potential for transformative experiences. The Sandbox will feature a Forbes hub designed to serve as a space for networking, collaboration and community building among innovators and thought leaders. The newly minted Forbes virtual space is tailored to enrich the user experience with interactive elements like workshops, social gatherings and a gallery showcasing the achievements of notable individuals. This initiative reflects Forbes' vision to transcend traditional engagement methods and offers a unique way to interact with content and forge connections within the Web3 digital landscape. The inclusion of interactive elements such as QR codes for a scavenger hunt not only gamifies the metaverse experience within Sandbox, but also provides users with exclusive insights and content 
thereby enhancing their engagements. This move by a mainstream and influential brand like Forbes exemplifies the type of corporate presence and innovative user interaction that could serve as inspiration for similar spaces in other metaverses, dare I say it, such as Upland. We just talked about cafes and whatnot. Sounds like a match made in heaven. Come on, let's go. Let's get some full-on big name, well-known names out there and tied up within the Upland metaverse. That'd be juicy. All right, AI news. What have we got in AI happening this week? Well, the debate around AI's impact on the future of work mirrors the anxiety and optimism of many of the past technological revolutions. Just as the internet transformed commerce without completely obliterating brick and mortar stores, AI is poised to reshape, not replace the labor landscape. According to an article by Dr. Ken Ingle, on Fox News, the International Monetary Fund estimates that AI will impact 60% of jobs in the US, with half of these potentially facing negative effects. However, the same technology offers a chance to enhance productivity and efficiency for the remaining 30%. And I can speak for that 30% because I spent four hours this afternoon at my job heavily using AI to make my life a hell of a lot easier. So thank you very much, AI overlords. Uh, the key takeaway in all this is adaptability. The narrative pushes for an optimistic view of AI as a tool for innovation and growth rather than a harbinger of obsolescence. Um, I can't say that word. Uh, yeah, it's going to make things obsolete. How about that? By embracing AI, workers and businesses could unlock new potential in productivity, efficiency and earnings. The article encourages a proactive approach to AI, viewing it as an opportunity for evolution and improvement rather than a threat to be feared. If you want to check that out, it's a pretty interesting article, actually, if you want to get into the nitty-gritty of what it has its, it has to say. Of course, the um, link is in the description. And NFT news. Now, oh, I would like to be on the end of this one. In a significant NFT transaction, a trader known only by the pseudonym Old School Collection has reaped, get this, 13 million US dollars profit by selling two, uh, sorry, 10 Autoglyphs NFTs, which are early Ethereum-based generative art pieces. The NFTs initially purchased in February 2021, so only three years ago, for 1.4 million, were sold to a private collector for a staggering 5,000 Ethereum, equivalent to approximately 14.5 million um, and as we know, the Ethereum is going in one direction at the moment, so quite a deal. The brokerage platform Fountain facilitated the trade, which stands as one of the largest on-chain NFT transactions ever recorded. Autoglyphs are notable for being among the pioneering generative art NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain created by Lava Labs, known for the CryptoPunks collection. This sale not only underscores the enduring value of certain NFTs, but may also spur renewed interest in other generative, boy, I can't say that word either. Maybe I've got to go back to school. Generative pieces within the Ethereum NFT space. I'm trying. I'll get there one day. Anyhow, moving on, Web3 Gaming News. This one might be pretty exciting too, I think. So in Web3 Gaming News, Web3's influence on Japan's gaming industry has signaled a bit of a rebirth over there with Japan aiming to regain its leadership in global gaming innovation. Leveraging its Web3 advancements, Japan combines its rich gaming history and strong governmental support to pioneer in the play-to-earn gaming sector. 
the new gaming paradigm not only taps into Japan's cultural affinity for technology and gaming, but also aligns with the country's tradition of creating immersive digital experiences with significant backing from various sectors and a growing talent pool. Japan positions itself as a burgeoning hub for Web3 gaming, promising a future where gaming transcends traditional boundaries and offers real-world value and rewards. This resurgence represents a strategic pivot towards leveraging blockchain technology to rejuvenate Japan's gaming legacy, fostering a vibrant ecosystem that could redefine the global gaming landscape. Sounds very interesting indeed. I'll be watching that one. All right, moving on to a few doses of reality from the Meat Suitiverse. I'll blitz through these as fast as I can. In Australian Meat Suitiverse news, um, Leash Cunningham, who is a somewhat of a known celebrity from some show called Stan's Love Triangle. Never heard of it myself, but anyway. Uh, she has encountered a dangerous prank while jogging in Sydney, which resulted in severe neck lacerations. The prank involved a fishing wire strung across a path at neck height, posing a significant risk of injury. Despite the scare, Cunningham, an F45 trainer and avid runner, managed to complete her run but highlighted the potential danger of such thoughtless actions. She has reported the incident to the police and shared her experience on TikTok to raise awareness about the safety of public running tracks. This alarming event has sparked discussions about similar dangerous pranks in Australia. Just absolutely ridiculous, that one. Holy moly. Anyhow, moving over to the New Zealand Meat Suitiverse News and, and electricians, spit it out again, Stephen Burton has received an eight-month home detention sentence for failing to properly test electrical work leading to contractor Greg Johnston's death from an electric shock in Nelson, New Zealand. Burton's installed a range hood at a property in February 2020, which resulted in Johnston's fatal incident a month later. Found guilty, Burton must also pay $150,000 in emotional harm reparation. The case underscores the critical importance of adhering to safety regulations in electrical work. And, yeah, if I look up here, I've got a few um, dodgy cases that of myself in my particular house. Anywho, lastly but not leastly, in Japanese Mitsubishi news, the University of Tokyo plans to start a combined five-year bachelor and master's degree program in the fall of 2027, aiming to fill half of its roughly 100 student slots with international students. This interdisciplinary program is designed to cultivate leaders who can tackle global changes and challenges, offering a diverse curriculum with opportunities for internships and study abroad. Classes will be in English with a unique admissions process to ensure a varied student body. This initiative is part of the university's goals to significantly increase its international student population by 2049. So if you're thinking about studying abroad, you might want to check that one out. And that's the beat for this BlockWeb week and a glimpse into some of what's currently making the news inside, around and outside of the Metaverse and the Meet Suitiverse this week. If you'd like to get yourself involved in any of the Upland Down Under Metatainment Productions or if you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product, service or event to promote, and send me, Ben, 60 out of DM or get yourself in the NBA server, which is linked in the description. Now, normally I'd say later, but if you've stuck around for this long, I just want to say thank you very much. Um, I had all sorts of audio issues continue on with Zoom. I've set this up on StreamYard, as you've seen. The only experience I've had to date with StreamYard is as a guest. Never run it as host myself, so it's um, probably a bit clunky, and this is way past when I usually record it. So 
all a bit tired and stressed out as well. So apologies, but thanks for sticking around and supporting the show. Um, hopefully go ahead with the Upland Down Under podcast as scheduled this week. Um, for the life of me, I can't work out what the hell's going on with Zoom. So I may have to use uh, StreamYard for that as well, but I'll have to pay for the upgrade if that is the case. Anyhow, stick around and see the drama that unfolds with all of that. Jump in the NBA server to keep up with the latest events. Thank you very much and later.